We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Dana Morang, Brandon Sprig. It's our Jack Ramsey's live show after a nice little Christmas break. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. hope everybody's feeling great. Uh, got what you want, and if you didn't, you got it returned for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your best gift? Um, honestly, a little, little piece the wife gave me. It's a nice, oh, okay. Super, nice little piece of jewelry, some... Some black diamonds. She got me a very, very nice, like, uh, uh, dress jacket. Um, something. I, I, need to, I need to dress better. Do That's, you? Yeah, I do. I'm a dirtbag mm. radio guy out and about. Mm. It is. It's, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's why, so- is it, why is the casual look labeled dirtbag? I really don't like that. <laughs> so was, you want to not be a dirtbag. You want to be more of a douchebag. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I definitely leaned more towards the opposite. Like, I think I might have. I think I might have told the story before. Um, I had a, uh, I had a very very expensive wardrobe when I was in the Air Force. Um, when I got out, my entire moving trailer was misplaced. Mm. So all of my furniture and all of like my, my, I literally had a bunch of clothing handmade in Italy, like twenty thousand dollars worth of clothes. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Yeah, sued, that's a problem. Sued him, went to court, got my money back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that moving company no longer has a contract with the military either. So that's great. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, uh, I I used to be a, a pretty like heavy, like very nice clothes guy. Mm. Um, I think the fatter I've got, the more I've gotten away from it. Turns out trendy fashion, not great for fat guys. Not easy to button up in, in nice no, shirts. It, all, not only that, all these, all these a-holes out here with this skinny fit, slim fit nonsense. That was yeah. even, honestly, to be fair, that was a problem even when I was in the service because I was just big. Right. Like nothing, I had to have everything custom tailored. Every, yeah, like everything, and it was all made for me. But um, what about you? What, what was, your, uh, what was your, your, your Christmas piece that you were, the piece de resistance? Yeah, I I uh, I did not ask for clothes. Um, I like wearing white T-shirts every day of my life, and Slang I don't want to change. Slinging my yep. white tees forever in my white tee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, I didn't do a whole lot with the wife. We did a lot of kid gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just gotten tattoos, and you know, we yeah, were trying to go yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, I tried to tell, tell my wife the same thing, and then I kept like seeing stuff from me showing up in the mail, and I'm like, 
So I had to scramble and get her even more and more and then more. And oh, more. so spent, that's interesting. I spent so much money on her. Wouldn't Covert, wouldn't she know to like put it in her name? So it's at, at the door and it's well, her package. Like, here you it, go. It was, it then... was in, in her name. But so I'm, I... oh, well, I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm like, why are you? She's like, it's for you. Wow, just easily gave up the information that well, way. She, so my it's wife, funny, the intelligence guy marries somebody who quickly gives up all gives the intelligence. Gives it up immediately? Well, she, she, to be fair, she has a problem with clothes. Sure, everybody does. She she worked at Nordstrom. She was a manager there yeah. for over 10 years. You establish a certain taste, a certain mm-hmm. something that you it's, like. I get and I, it. And I yeah. always tell her, I'm like, you work from home, babe. You don't. But you want to. Sometimes people want to look good. She is the, the like, flyest remote worker right. of all time. Right, right. There's people that do that. You know, I I would be sweatpants and white t-shirt guy unless uh-huh. I had a meeting, uh, and then I'd fake it. But you know, to each their own. That's yeah. okay. But but she, I she gave it up early because she, she didn't want me to think she was spending more money on clothes for her. Ah, see, that's that's uh that's both shameful by her and brutal <laughs> because I I like getting surprised. Like me and my wife. We do. We've been doing this contest for years, like where we, we get everything ready, and, mm-hmm. and uh, in the midst of all of that, we both somehow sneak stuff into our stockings, Ooh. like without the other knowing. Nice. We know there's going to be something, but we find ways and times to do it. Uh, and this year, I I ended up getting her a smaller gift, but it mm-hmm. was a like a record of uh, an album that she really wanted that mm. I found, and then she ended up giving me some nice cologne. So like, oh nice. Well, that, what, that was, what, what was what's the scent, buddy? Uh, come on, it's it's Dolce and Cabana, man. The okay, one. Uh, they're, they're, okay, yeah. listen, it's in my cupboard too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's my go-to jam, man. So I I, I was cool. I had a mellow Christmas. I've had a relaxing vacation nice. so far, and uh, I know I missed the last game, but family time has yeah, to come first. I think during the holidays, For and sure. so here we are doing live show. And you guys didn't work this morning, right? No, I'm off the whole week. I'm off I, the whole week. Wow. Yeah, bro, I took the whole week off. Wow. Me I'm you right now. Dusty and I slaving in there today. Hey, I, I did it two years ago. Dirt did it last year. I'm going to tell you right now, pro tip in radio, mm-hmm. this is the worst week of radio to do in the world. Uh, we have the, the we, calendar year. It's the worst. We have so much content. It's been, it was actually pretty easy. Uh, no, no, no it's, it's, it's not the content problem. Mm. It's a this is the most relaxing week in America. Nobody works seriously, and yeah, people who you're, aren't you're working right. seriously are not working at all. So, from my expertise, it's just like a pointless week of radio because there's almost nobody doing the traditional nobody thing. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, that the yeah, there's something to there's that. There's something to that. Um, we're, we're random, random, kind of going back and forth. Catch everybody up on where we are. First of all, like, rate, view, subscribe, help us grow the show. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, just a, a little update on the show. Um, up from the season launch until now, we broke every record that we set last year. So thank you guys for that. Um, it has been tremendous. You guys have been awesome. We have been consistently a top 30 NBA show in the country. Uh, That's crazy. According to all the metrics. That's when, crazy. When you consider that we're not a, like directly affiliated with anybody, um, thank you guys. That's seriously awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Um, on the basketball side of things we got a lot of questions uh, obviously Dame's record we'll talk about that because we haven't really talked about the the ceremony and what came out of that um, the the month of January that's coming the opportunity mm-hmm. that's there for the Blazers uh, to chase some wins and really make some stuff happen and yes we will spend a pretty tremendous amount of time on Gary Payton the second 
um, because mm. there's a lot of questions there, and there's a lot of stuff that we kind of need to go through and frame and understand what's what and where and why and the process and where things currently end up sitting. Um, that and you guys sent us a lot of questions. So again, like, rate, view, subscribe, help us grow the show. Um, and let's kind of dive into um, all of this. I want to start with, with, with Dame stuff to kind of wrap, put a bow on, on his, um, I don't know, it's just a ceremony, but his accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video yet? From the actual from, night yeah, of? Yeah, from the night of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. With Lamar. Yeah. Um, first of yeah. all, Lamar's... He was amazing. He's he's the MC of MCs, and I hate mm-hmm. him for it because he's amazing at it. It's, they showed it. They showed it on TV. Well, I know they cut it short for people who don't have Root on NBA yeah. TV, so I just making sure like everybody kind of... Yeah, 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 um, What was your kind of takeaway from it all? I mean, it was a fantastic night. I thought Lamar really shined. Um, it's pretty clear that that dude has a secondary income of... <laughs> speaking in engagements like he can be uh you know companies want to hire him to come speak and pep him up like that dude could clearly make a living doing that yes uh second of all kids dame's kids are adorable uh that i always love when the kids are involved in those ceremonies especially yeah. like that age they won't remember that at all no but they'll put on a video and they'll but there's video and there's yeah. photos like They'll they'll know that they were there, mm-hmm. but they're so young that they won't remember the actual night. So I mean, his his oldest kid won't remember that night. But uh, it just it, I don't know. It kind of like encapsulated everything. It sucked that he couldn't do it in Portland, but watching him sit there and Lamar's talk and his kids are having fun and laughing, and he gets up there and talks. And we had the great video that played from everybody that used to be a Blazer on to you know Kevin Durant of the world. Uh, it 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 kind of brought a warm feeling to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt great to watch that. He is. For me, the best blazer of all time. I think we can get into one part of the thing that stuck out. Like, hard not to see why some people will be a little upset with the previous record holder not being in the video. Uh, I actually more understand that crowd than I do the opposite side. But mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I thought it was a fantastic night. Very well done by the team, the organization, and giving him a standing ovation uh, when it was brought up during the game. And then, obviously, in the post game, when he said, now we got one more thing to do, I just. I don't know. It made me feel really good during the holiday season to watch that dude put in all this work and me to see, man, I think he might he might become the greatest blazer of all time. Something I'm thinking like in year three and four. Yeah. And then to see that manifest into like this, it's just I don't know. It, it was a nice little cherry on top of uh, what has been so far a, an amazing career. To suck all the wind out of the room. Think how much it would have sucked if he would have got this record last year. <laughs> Like in the middle of tanking somehow, like he was out. And then Think he, about I'm it. Back. It would have happened at this time last year. It for sure would have. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. How much would that have sucked? Yeah. It would not that have, been, have been great. It would not have been a fun thing. Well, neither would it have been them playing like the, I don't know, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and losing by 20 and like, hey, stick around. Post game. We've got Dame. That's what I mean. Like everything like, about it would have just been. Yeah, it would have been a little bitter tasting for sure. Bitter beer face. Um, I was sitting there, kind of, you know, the the ceremony and stuff. And as this was leading up, it's not a secret. Dame has wanted this for a long time. It's been talked about within the organization, like around it for like at least three years. Yeah, this is not like something that was a slow like or or, or rapid like run up to like oh my god he's actually like everybody knew this was coming. Um, 
the I, I I thought I wouldn't care about it. Why did you think that? Not in the sense of like it's nothing, but I didn't think I would be impacted the way that I was. And let me kind of like paint this up a little bit. Through it all, Lamar talking about it, and more mm-hmm. even when da- when Dame grabbed the mic, I got goosebumps. Yeah. And I, I, I did been sharing this. I, I, I did it for, for those I have already heard this. I, I told this story on Hiken's pod last night. Um, it ended up meaning a lot to me because I started thinking about like where my my joy for this franchise originally came from, and that was Clyde. And after the post game against Charlotte, uh, Dame walked out in the tunnel, and I was leaving anyways, and I, I stopped Dame in the tunnel real quick, and I congratulated him for the achievement. And I go, it's more than just that achievement, man. This, this, for me, and this is why, and this is why it meant something to me. And I, I want to thank you for it. Um, and I told him, Clyde is the guy that brought me to this franchise. This is, like, I was five years old when a young Clyde played the Lakers, and I was in L.A. The first basketball game I ever saw was Blazers-Lakers. And I was just entranced by this guy that just glides. And it was, to, I told him, for me, man, for you to be that guy now for these kids that were like me, that's a incredibly cool thing because you want this. Where Clyde never wanted this. Like he, You want to be the guy. You're the first guy in this franchise's history who truly wants to embraces wanting to be that guy. And for this generation of fans, like for you to be the guy that carries this torch for doing it the right way, that means something. And I didn't really think it meant anything to me until that moment. Until I, you know, I reached out my hand and said congratulations. And just the sincerity with which he thanked me just made me feel good to the point of like, yeah, this is something I'll tell my kids about. You know what I mean? Like it's just in that moment, it just, it, you know how much it means to him to, to be that guy. And it's just, I don't know. It's hard to really truly put into words what he means to the city, to this franchise, to this team, to this area. And it's just, it's truly special. It's truly different. Well, I mean, we have such a an intimate relationship with the franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are. I've been to a few other cities, a few other games, and there's there's great fan bases all over the league. Um, I I just I really do believe it's it's in the conversation for best fan base in the league. It's it's a fan base that is is connected to a team in their city, as you'll find. I mean, seriously, it, it really is that kind of relationship. Um, you know, when I say the term don't get nice things. We don't have nice things. You know, largely that's like in jest of how close this franchise has been at different points, just in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like those nineties teams. Yeah. I was a little young. I remember watching Clyde. I remember watching those teams. I don't remember details of all those seasons, but like mm-hmm. knowing they got to the finals twice and then what happens, they lose to the Pistons and then, Oh, here's Michael Jordan and dynasty, right? <laughs> the late nineties, they, they, they come back, they push the Lakers, they get to seven, they're up 15 in the third, it's the I, first I think time they were 13, cry. 13 going into the fourth 14. and, and, and they blow 
they blow the lead and they lose. And that team they blew the lead to goes on to win the finals. Like devastating. Brandon Roy and Greg Oden, like on and on and on. And it's like right when we think we have it, we don't. But Dame has been nice things. Yes. Like through it all, you know, despite not being to a finals, despite having this kind of championship drought, like through it all, he's been the nice thing. There have been nights where this team's not good. Mm -hmm. The roster's not great. It's not balanced. It doesn't make sense. It's desperation. It's, it's a bunch of things. And through it all, this dude's still giving you 40. I went to a game. I got so hammered one time. I went to a game he played the Warriors, not expecting a whole lot, and he scored six. I said this is a sixty-point game, right? So like Steph on the bench going like this, and then them getting all butt hurt because he, you know, he they talk a little trash because he got sixty on him. Like just and and they were the better franchise, but like him still doing that, it's like he was our, for lack of a better expression, he's kind of been our for a decade. Our fuck you back to other fan bases and teams where our team hasn't been good enough. But there's been moments but in the playoffs, has. moments in the regular season where he has, and he's lifted them higher than they probably should be. And so in the midst of all of that, like he's he's the nice thing. And I mm -hmm. say it going forward because I hope something else like him happens. But he is the nice thing. He's truly special, and he truly gets it. It's not just his greatness as a basketball player. It's that he does sign every autograph. It's that he does genuinely care about people and how he's perceived and doing things the right way. And he sets that, that mark for everybody that comes through that door. You know why you haven't had any fuck around and find out guys on this team? It's because of Damian Lillard. Think about 10 years. How many problematic players or issues have you seen pop out of this team? Not one. Not one, because it starts with him. And this this culture will not allow itself, Dame will not allow itself to get to that. Look at the Lakers, look at the Nets, look at every other franchise realistically in the NBA over the last 10 years. The Warriors were a laughing stock before Steph. Mm-hmm. They were garbage, bro. They, they were, were not a, awful. They were not a good team. And nobody wanted to go there. Uh, mm -hmm. The guys on Up and Smoke, uh, Barnes and, and, and uh, Captain Jack, they talked about their time there, and they were like, we were a laughing stock. Yeah. Like, but, like, those couple years, like, as Steph got there and as they figured it out, they got it together. Mm -hmm. And Dame is that for this franchise. He is their rock. He, he is the foundation for what happens here and now and going forward after him because people will point to him and that's what's like that's why I always I didn't realize it until that moment I'm a little surprised to hear you say that to be honest with you it's something I've been thinking about since like we started tracking this whole like he's gonna break it this year stuff I like I always really like just not, not that I didn't get it it just didn't no, I know you hit. got it. It just didn't, like, the weight of it didn't hit me. And mm. how how grateful I am that I've gotten to enjoy every second of his, his career. Well, and I, look, I, I want to say this, and I don't want to offend anybody out there. I'm not trying to be controversial or anything. But, like, a big, big difference for me would have been, too, like, let's say it's Ant. Okay? Mm. Let's say in, in a decade, Dame finishes the career out, however old he was, he hangs him up, he's walking away. 
And Ant's, Ant's kind of the next dame. He just hangs here. He's getting buckets. He's winning. You know, teams have, et cetera. Let's say it's Ant, just for argument's sake. What would you bet? What would you wager that if it was Anthony Simons or, hell, anybody, Shaden Sharp, I don't know, anybody, mm-hmm. what would you wager that Dame would be sure that he is in the congratulation video, if not there in person? What would you wager? I would I, bet my house. I, I'd wager everything. And it, I, that's kind of what – I don't want to sidetrack the whole pod here. No, but, did, did, about it. I, I, but I know where you're going with this. Did you see what Adam Drexler said? I, I saw that. Yeah, okay. he called him personally. I, I don't have a problem with it. And Dame yeah. has publicly said they have a fine relationship. Yes. Like, they talk to each other. But I I'm thought not, Clyde should have I, – I am with you. Clyde but that's the difference for me. Clyde should have set everything aside for what he believes and how he feels because this was about Dame. I'm there that's, with you. That's, that's my difference. Yeah. When people make the argument of GOAT for this team, I know there's a subsect that still believe it's Clyde. And, and you can make to the finals argument. Like, and you, you can could make, easily make yes. the argument. I get it. But what's what the difference is for me is the little things, mm-hmm. and that's that might be a little thing to some. That's not a that's a major deal. Like there's not a whole lot of dames in the league anymore. No man, go look at who holds the records for franchises in this category, and like there's a lot that'll go what what huh huh huh. You don't have a lot of Damian Lillards that exist for franchises. No, and so because of how rare that is. This is why I kind of hope LeBron gets his flowers when he breaks the Kareem record. This is a record that you probably need longevity. Probably won't be broken for a Probably long won't be. Time. Right? And so it's like I, you got to have appreciations. Part of the sport is not just counting championships. It's appreciating the small things, too, whether they're small or large. This is one of those big deals to me, and, like, that's the difference. Like, that stood out to me. And I'm like, he. I would wager everything. I'm sitting on my couch watching this, and I'm like, I would wager everything that he would be there in person or he'd be in the video for sure saying congratulations in the post game we asked dame you know i can't remember who it was i, I want to say it was fentress like do you see yourself like being around this team when you hang it up he goes shit i'm gonna be walking through here eating eating food in the media line are we gonna get fat dame yeah fat he, dame. he's like i'm just gonna show up i'm just gonna show up whenever i want i'm gonna be living yeah. down the street Sure. He goes, listen, I've talked to, to Tim Duncan and, 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 and Pop, and he goes, Tim will just show up at the practice facility and just shoot. And nobody on, says bro. anything. It's, and he goes, I'm going to be that guy. I'm just going to show up at the practice facility. I'm just going to go shoot because I can't. <laughs> and he goes, because I'm Damian Lillard. That's why. <laughs> He's Damian Lillard. They're going to name the practice facility after him. You're they're probably call it the not Damian wrong. Damian Lillard practice facility, like the Lillard complex, whatever yeah. they're going to call it. Like, I wouldn't be shocked, Danny, if he had partial ownership of the franchise. Like, at this point – He's going he's gonna to get the Dirk statue. Yeah. The Dirk statue was awesome. I don't know if they're going to do that with like a Paul Pierce-like figure putting a hand up, if they're going to do the wave, the time. I don't know what the statue is going to be, think it's going to be, be a statue. I, I, I think it's going to be this because you, it's iconic. Yeah, Dame time. Yeah, yeah. It's icon- I mean, he's got multiple iconics. but He's got the wave, but I think this sure. is – but he's going to be there is what I'm saying. Like yeah. He's going to show up like you said. I wouldn't be shocked if he was partial owner. Maybe a Jay-Z-like owner with a small share, but he's there. It's He's, he's, he's it. going to be like TP. He's going to be like Terry. Sure. Ter- Terry's everywhere. Terry's right. everywhere. And Terry does not get the credit he deserves for being where he sits in the pantheon of this franchise either. Um, but, no, Dame, Dame is building a mansion in Westland. It's like, it is a castle. His family is there with him. It just he's, he he he's he, not his, going anywhere. His nephew his nephew plays on my my nephew's uh, sports teams, mm-hmm. 
and like the the epitome of him is just like a month and a half ago. Well, maybe it's two months at this point. But football season was winding down. They played a game out in Tiger. He rolled up. He took photos. I was Forever, told he took he took photos and autographs for like eighty kids. And honestly, and he, he does it every done night. more. But he had to he had to go. Yeah. Like he was on a he's on a schedule. He's a pro athlete. Like and that dude is regimented in his schedule. But he just showed up for his nephew's football game at Tiger mm-hmm. High School. Like, yo, I'm here. Like that's those are cool things that you you just don't get from all the star players. You don't get that from the... most guys. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um that's that's I, I want to make sure we address that. Um, I, I've seen some comments about Clyde. Clyde saying he didn't want to take the focus off of Damon. If, if that's that's his way, that's fine. I think the majority of people have talked about how, regardless of that, they wish they would have seen Clyde's face. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm incredibly appreciative that Lamarcus did something. I thought it was great that Terry was in it too, man. Listen, like, I like that. I'll the, be that. honest. Out of everybody that I put up on that screen that night, Terry got the loudest roar. It, to have the Dairy Queen Damian Lillard Cup, Terry, I love the Terry. Terry Bear gets man. it, man. He gets Terry it. Terry gets it. He does. <laughs> Can we hire him back? <laughs> he he just gets it, man. He I does. just I appreciate it. Um, he's the man. All right. That's as far as like getting that stuff. He does. Um. But that's 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 where I thought was I I really wanted to kind of put a bow on that because it was unreal and it's an achievement that we're unlikely to see again in our lifetimes. To be comp- like the likelihood of somebody else doing this again is very small because Dame's going to take this thing to probably twenty five thousand when it's all said and done. Oh yeah, he's going to get up there. Yeah. So twenty five thousand with a single team. Uh, Demar I think just broke twenty thousand career points. Mm-hmm. And he's been with what? Third team right now. Third teams. Third I think this teams? is third team. Yeah, Toronto, San Antonio, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to do. Like, and Demar mm-hmm. is not a guy. Do we have? Do you associate Demar with a guy who team hops? No, I associate Demar with Dame, but he didn't get the opportunity to stick because it's Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah, they they and got a San Antonio was like, well, we're gonna tank. But San Antonio took him in for a minute. Like, yeah, I but a lot they, of they tried to chase with Demar and Lamarcus. I know, and he probably wanted to stay in San Antonio. So that's, that's, that's kind of stuff like it's got to be on both ends. Like it somehow has to kumbaya with the player in the organization. And sometimes the player's like, no, or sometimes the organization's like, no, it doesn't happen often that no. you get that synergy. No. Um, Dame's going to end up like Dirk when it's all said and done. Yep. And, and that's super, 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 super cool to see. Um, got a lot of questions. Again, I got a lot of trade questions. I am not trying to avoid them. I have asked around a ton. I have the, the, the folks that I have talked to that are as plugged in in here locally and around the league. It is still very quiet. Yeah. Um, we will get into trade stuff probably the week of like January 15th, January 20th, because once everybody's free to be moved and we're getting closer to the trade landline over the next two and a half, three weeks, basically every team in the NBA can still talk themselves into the playoffs outside of the tanking, tanking teams. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the standings right now in the NBA, you you're five if you're five six games out of first when you're in twelfth in the Western Conference right now. Like right now, the Blazers are in eighth. They are four games out of fourth. And talking to Josh Hart yesterday at practice, he goes, 
yeah, we should have beaten OKC twice. We sh- we should have uh, won that la- the uh, Nuggets game, and we should have beaten the Clippers. You you flipped their record right now on its head. They're eighteen and sixteen. They're twenty two and twelve. Think about that for a second. Think about how good twenty two and twelve sounds as opposed to eighteen and sixteen. I mean, that's first in the West. So yeah, it's kind of nuts when you just. But I, I you know, I think, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I hear the framing part of that, and I think Josh, I like that Josh owns that, but, um, yeah, you lost four of six, and I, I know a lot is made about the defense, and the defense has fallen back from where it was. Which is and, great because that's the first question I'm going to grab here. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look through it, and just like on a points per game, they're giving up three more than when they were at the beginning. I think a lot of teams have and just the league in general is the league is adjusted. Fly, I mean. The, the scoring tonight in the NBA was another one of those absolutely insane nights. Well, I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a combo, right? The league is scoring at a, at a higher efficiency, and then I also I just think like you're giving up one ten in October to your one thirteen so far in December with one game to go. It's like it's a bucket difference, really. But what's happened is a lot of these teams have improved, and I think it also is a reflection of of the current roster, right? Like. We'll get to GP2 in that situation. Nas isn't playing. Justice is out for at least a few weeks. Your bench is Watford, Eubanks, and Shaden Sharp, and, and Keon. Keon Johnson. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's Keon over Shaden at this point. Yes. So it's like, if I told you at the beginning of the year that your six, seven, eight guys were going to be six, missing. seven, eight guys for an extended period of time are going to be Trendon, Drew, and Keon Johnson. I don't know if very many people are feeling hopeful with that situation. So I'm your, not your making wing depth has been neutered for weeks. Uh, it's it hasn't existed. It's already an imperfect roster, yeah. and now you add injury to insult, and here you go. Uh, this from Rip City Squid at Rip City Squid. Why is the defense not functioning at the standard we set and showed was possible the first ten games of the season? Number one, health. That's their number one. That's reason. easily the number one thing. And in talking to players, execs, uh, people around the team, and just in general. They are they are banged up. You had Josh playing hurt. You had Jeremy playing hurt. You had uh, Justice playing hurt. He's even more hurt now. Um, Keon wasn't available early on because of the hit pointer, so they couldn't even go to him. They, they've just been banged up. And the, the NBA in general is banged up. And as Brandon said, the roster is a little flawed. The other part of this is, and I think this is, is important, is that Chauncey has hit on, is there has been slippage. This is not going to. This is not an excuse making, but this is hopefully as educational in sense of how the NBA actually works versus like what we think it works. Because I think a lot of people think it works like high school basketball or even college basketball, where the NBA is very different. You, in the NBA, you have roles. There are very few players in the NBA who can score 20, 20, 20 25 a night by themselves. There are even less players who can do that and be effective defensively. There's even less that can do that and be good defensively. Those guys are all NBA. They're also the MVP candidate. Well, Luke is a, an exception here, but yeah. But, the but his offensive engine is so far gone. The same with Jokic and the thing that they both have. Luka's 6'7", 6'8". Yeah. Jokic is 7 foot. Like, yeah. there's just stuff that you can overcome defensively by just being big as hell. I slightly disagree with your assumption at the beginning of that, but I, th- I largely agree with what you just as said. As far as... I mean, you know, you've got a second-tier center, so it's not all that bad. Like, if, if you were to break down the center tiers, I saw – I forget who it was. Somebody just did a oh, tiers no, no, thing. No, might I, have been, I'm not talking I'm, about that as far as, like – I'm talking about guys who can score and play I just, defense. I, yeah, but I, I just don't think it's a great 
roster. I think it's okay. I think it's good. I think when they're healthy, it's obviously better than what they're doing right now. I just, yes. I think there's areas you could point to. Your three, your your five could be better, but like it's not the worst in the world. And then your bench situation is just that's more what I was highlighting. Not necessarily ravish. The starting lineup is when healthy is is fine. It's one of the better starting lineups in the league. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling out Nurk or Josh or Jeremy Dame Ant. Like they're, they're fine there. Oh no, I am. I guess oh. what I'm trying to say is I kind of am. Like not in the I hate Nurk thing. He's had some good games lately. Yeah, he's had some questionable There's some games. inconsistencies. He's not the worst center in the league, but he's not. Obviously, you could your up, upgrades out he's there, like, and then he's ten to fifteen. That's that's Josh, where he falls now. Josh in a perfect world is coming off your bench. Yes, so like when you have two of your spots that could either be upgraded or needs to be upgraded, and then you add the bench element because of these injuries. Like it, it sucks. They're playing. They're playing against. They're playing against a stacked deck right now because of where their health is. Um, and this is why I wanted to kind of frame this. This is the, the educational part. This part of this. Dame is an offensive engine. Ant is the next in line as an offensive engine. Jeremy is a multi-positional scorer who's also a defender. He's one of the rarer archetypes in the NBA. Scoring defense size. Can put the ball on the floor. Like he's not a great playmaker, not a great rebounder, but those other things he's incredibly good at. There's only so many guys. The, the, it's, the, it's the most limited market in the league, right? Is the, that kind of category of player. The other, the, the the most limited market is guys who can score thirty a night with efficiency. It's the most mm-hmm. valued thing in the league. And Damon Ant have both shown they're they're capable of being those guys. The problem was, and you can trace this back to when the defense started to slip. Dame gets injured and is down for an extended period. Now what does Ant have to do? Does he have to take on the offensive burden by himself, like the creation burden? Yes. When that creation burden goes up, the defensive ability goes down. And that's true across the board for basically anybody in the league. Like when that when that ratio changes. Because this this roster is flawed and Dame and Ant are the only true creators on this roster who can do it for four quarters. Dribble, pass, shoot, create their own shot. Efficiently. Yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's in and out on that. Like, he, he, he can create he his can own shot. Yeah, but, but he's not a great creator. For yeah. others. And that that creation burden is significant. It does take a lot out of out of guys. And again, this is, the roster's not perfect, and that's where it's like you kind of have to find that spot, right? And uh, some of the comments are saying, except for Giannis. Yes, that's what makes Giannis so special. That's what we're kind of talking about. Like, the the... The pecking wars, you kind but of. But he's also, it. I mean, but to your earlier point, though, like we can't even use Giannis. He's he's seven seven one. He's, he's a seven foot two seventy, and with like a nine foot wingspan, yeah. like he's just naturally going to be great on both ends. Yes, there. and and he has the ability to both be on the ball and off yes. ball. Like he can be effective in multiple. That's why size right. again always matters. Yes. So why has it fallen off? So your your injuries and those injuries have a chain reaction. As one guy has to pick up more slack and you look down the roster, you don't have other guys that are capable of picking up other levels of slack because you, you don't have anybody who can pick up the slack that Ant can offensively. You have ways that you try to create that by slowing down the game a little bit and posting up Yusuf Nurkic and getting Jeremy Grant and ISOs. Like you're doing that to try to save those. You have to trade it off. I mean, you're just exactly real. You're trading it off, right? You're, you're trying to find ways to balance it imperfectly yeah and the other part of this is and and chauncey has has hinted at this the communication that was there to start the season has faded 
their ability to communicate. And I asked Chauncey, like, the, the question I asked was, how do you transfer what you want in practice to the court? You can mm-hmm. only tell guys, I need you to communicate more. I need you to communicate more. How do you get guys who are non-communicators to communicate? Ant communicates more now than I ever imagined he would have day one in the NBA. He's still quiet. Nurk, when he wants to, is an incredible communicator. Barking, pointing, holding guys accountable. Like, that second half of the Charlotte game, that's dialed in Nurk. That guy, that's a guy you can, you can ride with. Jared? I was glad that he put first half Nurk in a trash can and then came out in the second half. <laughs> Chauncey did, and Nurk Man. laughed about it. I, I, I asked Nurk about it post game, and I, I said, "Hey, what did or did I, I?" I playfully said, "Did Chauncey say anything to you at halftime?" And he knew what I was getting at. He goes, "Yeah, I, I can't say." And I go, "Can you summarize?" He goes, "No, can't really summarize." And I was like, "How about just like roundabout?" And he just kind of was like, "I wasn't good in the first half." Yeah. But he told me what I need to do. Um, but this, this like, the communication's a big deal. And so I asked Chauncey as far as, like, how do you go about fixing this? And I, he gave me a real, instead of just saying, uh, you know, we work on it, he gave me a very, he, did, he does what's, I, why I ask these questions. Because Chauncey will give you exact examples. He goes, in practice, let's say I've got a player here and, you know, he's on ball and it helps in position to help in the, in the right spot. But he isn't telling him. And the play goes on, and all of a sudden, I stop practice. And I go up to him, you've got to let him know that you're his help. He can't turn and look at you and see where you are. You've got to talk. And I thought that was a really simple but very poignant thing of like, that's a very, that that's coaching. That stuff is like, that's like, when everybody talks about like what, kind of coaching is in the NBA, that's the kind of thing that I look for. Because those are the things that you can build on. Say, t- just getting guys to communicate, that's not simple. The actual thing that you do to get them to communicate, goes, no, we're not going to do this. You're going to tell him you're there. You're going to build on that. Right? Do you feel like you have an assessment of him as a coach? I'm getting there. The more I seen, the more I talk a, to him, the more I'm around him. Well, yeah, I, I just there seems to be like more growing sentiment around him. I think as the season's going on, of how people are feeling about. Because I mean, last year was I think everybody kind of understood. I like, take I take all that stuff and shoot it didn't it count. It was it like a no. It, it didn't matter. Season. You're working with kids, man. Like it. Didn't, yeah, it. That was an impossible situation yeah. to be good or bad. And he right? wasn't happy was about like, it. His sure. first coaching, his first coaching gig, he's tanking his record. But he's a quarterback, basically, who's second year starter, rookie year. To, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, right? It's like, no, you know what he is? In year he's, two? You know what he is? He's Trevor Lawrence. He had to deal with sure. Urban Myers. <laughs> sure, he had Urban Meyer last year. And now we see who he is. Like, do you feel like you're getting there? Because I've, I've not been surprised. I've been more like, oh, I've just been hearing more and more of like little anecdotes, like, eh. little things. Yeah. Of, yeah. And also tracking how he kind of views things through practice notes and. Post games versus like what we're seeing on the court with him as a coach. I'm just kind of curious if you've gotten there yet. I, I think I'm getting there. I'm I'm hoping that I can have a a sit down with him coming up and just kind of pick his brain on some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm hoping for. Um, but beyond the communication aspect of this, it's physicality. Nasir Little, 
Justice Winslow, Gary Payton II. Those are three of your probably most physical guys in the league, right? Or in your team, right? Those are the guys that guard the, the big guns usually. Okay, yeah. you've got Josh. Josh is the other physical guy here. Sure. Dame, Dame plays a physical brand of point guard, sure. And I would say Dame is aggressive on the offensive end. No. And definitely not afraid of back. He's not never going to back down from a physical challenge. No, no. I think Ant has graduated into that role significantly more than he ever was, but he still has a way to go. And he's certainly not a guy who dictates things physically. Mm-hmm. Josh is. Jeremy can. Like, he's a guy who wants to throw down a dunk. Nurk, when he wants to, as we saw in the second half against Charlotte, like, when he wants to be that guy, when he wants to work for that, can be one of the five most physical biggest problems in the NBA because yeah. of his size. Mm-hmm. But because they're banged up, because they're playing so much on the road, because they're shorthanded, they can't go out there and be physical or as physical as they need to be. Or maybe they don't think they can. And so you take all of this, and, it's, and, and Chauncey calls it slippage because they haven't had practices. Well, they had back-to-back practices. And they said that they had good practices. And Chauncey has told us what he thinks he's had a bad practice. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. He thought they had good practices last couple days. I fully expect them to come out against the Warriors on Friday and them to look like a better defensive team. Not great. Tu- yeah. It, the tough thing, I think, on that barometer, though, even without Steph, like just that team at home I mean, is a they're, different what, animal. 15 and 2 at home, 15 and 3. I think they're 16 and 3 at home and like 3 and 15 one, one of the on worst, the road. One or of the something. best home records and one of the worst road records. No, it's it's worst and it's best. They're no, best at home. Are they, and are worst they now? On the road. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they were right there. It's insane. Um, Jordan Poole's still a dude. Like, even yep. though he struggled, he he can he could absolutely drop a 40 piece. Clay's still Clay. Draymond Clay can still get it. Draymond hasn't fallen off a cliff. Moody's had a couple games. Kuminga's had a couple games. Wiseman's kind of coming on defensively. He's he's shown some stuff here or there. Mm-hmm. But I still fully expect them to come out and look better defensively. Not great, better. But here's the problem. And this is I've I've talked to a few people in the organization about this. The Blazers have not had their optimal eight-man rotation healthy once this season. That's an issue. And we'll, we'll, um, we'll go into Gary after this because I think this is a good po- turning point to go into it. Justice, I would imagine, is probably out till the All-Star break. Yeah, it appears he's going to be out for quite some time. He's on crutches. He's, he's booted up. Mm-hmm. Like... Those, I also imagine Nas is not coming back anytime soon. It I does, believe that, he had imaging either today or yesterday to see where he's at. Yeah, that hasn't felt great. Uh, he's moving around. He was at LSI well, yesterday. I'm just, I meant from like when it happened to like he's been he's, out how he's long He's going to get the full six weeks. The, yeah. the, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but Justice, when that injury happened, I told you immediately. I'm like, that looked like high ankle. And for all intents and purposes, it looked like it's high ankle which is really mm-hmm. unfortunate. It's the worst one. Because he was already battling through it. There's a chance, let's say he comes back like the last week of January, unless they're killing for him, like they're struggling or they like, they really think they can get some wins with him. I tend to think that they look at that and go, it's a week until All-Star. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can sit for another basically three weeks if we let him sit these last three games. I just... It's it's something that not great. Yeah. The thing that can change here is the return of Gary. And that's what there's been a lot of people freaking out about this. 
panicking or I don't know, feeling like feeling feeling a certain kind of way about Gary. And I don't I actually don't blame some of these people at this point. I don't in one sense, but one thing I want to make clear is this this isn't Festus Azili. This, Best of us for the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. This this isn't Air the grievances, everybody. <laughs> this isn't signing a guy that's broken and medically unable to perform. But I, I think I yeah, I yeah, obviously I think they've said as much. This but isn't Pau Gasol. I think people think they're being lied to about that part. And here's the thing. I I'm not like staking my reputation on this, but Gary has been cleared one hundred percent. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is not the team holding back information about and Gary's had setbacks. I have been told by multiple people within the organization. Gary is good to go. Physically. He's participating fully in five on five. I've had over the last couple weeks, I've heard a couple different instances of him like showing feats of strength. Like. Mm -hmm. Had an explosive putback dunk in a five-on-five scrimmage. This is not the team holding him back. This is not the team hiding that Gary had a setback or re-injured it. Gary has been good to go physically since December 1st. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. There's no trickeration. There's no man behind the curtain. This is a Gary thing where Gary needs to figure it out. That's what this is. So Chauncey, I, I thought Chauncey yesterday yeah, basically yesterday said practice. this. Yes. He basically said, at this point, it's, it's up to Gary. When Gary wants to go, Gary's going to go. I, I don't think... Chauncey being kind of the player's coach is going to betray any more trust than saying that. Neither what, Joe nor Chauncey are going to force him to go. I just think the whole situation's been odd. I, 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 For the record, my opinion on this thing is like, we need him back. The team's obviously in a desperate situation. The bench sucks. Uh, but I also wasn't... I don't know how much of it I was expecting. So it's like, it's not. it's not been great. But I think from the start, it's just been odd. Like, it was, we didn't know about the surgery until super late. And then it was, should be should be close to go, ready to go around the season opener. And then after that, it was like, oh, we'll reevaluate in a couple weeks. And then we got the Haynes and the Shams tweets. And it was like, yo, he's aiming for this date. And then that didn't happen. And then it, hey, another two weeks. And then another Haynes and Shams. Hey, it's going to happen this time. And then didn't happen in two weeks and like it just i don't know i think in the beginning it was almost like why would the team why was the message this by the team but then now it's like at a point where it's clear the message is he's good to go he's uh for lack of a better phrasing like he's choosing not to go so i don't know i think the whole thing has been odd i don't view it personally as a festus of zeely thing it's just i think from the start of like yo he had surgery a couple months ago he should be good to go when we start and then we started, and it's like two weeks, two this weeks, is, two weeks. Two this weeks, is where the weeks. team screwed up, and Gary screwed up. Yeah, and I think it's been a combination of <clears throat> this, screwed up, and now the, it seems like it's in Gary's court. The media day thing was was not good. 
Gary no. saying that he hoped to be ready for opening day, opening week, should not have been said. Yes. And the team should not have... That should have been addressed, I think, behind the scenes before they talked about that publicly. Yes. And I somebody I asked actually... me if... It, it, something along the lines in the comments of, like, why didn't people know Gary was injured? Why didn't the media know he was injured when they signed him? Because he had the surgery quietly. The team didn't disclose it because it was the offseason. And that's why I said that's where the team... Russ says, the real question is, why didn't the media tell us he was injured when we got him? Because we didn't know. I don't think anybody nationally... Nobody like, national knew. guy's not going to report In it. In fact, it, it popped up. There was a one little line where Nasir sat down for an interview with Hyken, and we didn't catch it in real time. Nasir mentioned that Nas and Dame, or excuse me, that Gary and Dame had the same surgery he did. Mm-hmm. But we also knew that Gary had had the surgery before, twice. So it didn't click. Do we Do we know? I, I don't know if we would. Did we, have we asked? The timeline of that injury is interesting because obviously Dave misses basically the year with that in recovery, right? But it, Dame also doesn't. He's at a point in his career. He's not going to push his body. And Dame then, said it was six months before he was like fully good. And that surgery happened in July. Yes. I guess where we're at so right you're now. So bas- you're basically getting to the sixth month in January. So. He's not going to play tomorrow. He's already been ruled out. He's ruled out. He, he's not yeah, playing. That ain't tomorrow. happening. Despite but, the sources, he's not playing. No, he's definitely not playing on Friday. Um, <laughs> but I've seen some people saying, there, you know, there's, you know there's, there's this, there's that. Gary's got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. And everybody keeps asking me, or everybody keeps, I, I said, there's no reason to panic. Because this isn't a setback issue. This isn't, man, is he ever going to get healthy? He's healthy. Like, I don't know more. how much more, like, I, I can state that. Should when, we worry from the other side of it, though? From the individual side? Should we be worried about... That's the question. Hmm. And I don't know because I can't talk to Gary. Because he isn't being made available to us. All I can, well, all I can, all I can say on this without also obviously never talking to Gary because he hasn't talked to anybody. Uh, I know that dude is, I know I'm not trying to cape up for the situation because I don't know it. He's been a grinder his whole career. He has been one of the harder workers every stop of his career, Mm -hmm. college, junior college, uh, pros. Like it's not in the guy's nature to not, to choose to not play. So my, my guess, it's just a guess. I think at this point, that's all we can do. Like, unless he tells us, my guess is, Danny, I think he's going to take the full six-month recovery here. I think this team may have started out slightly better. I can pointed this out, that maybe the start of the season was like, yo, okay. I can take I my can, time with this. I, I don't can need to slow rush. play this. Yeah, and then it was like, boom, we're 10-2. and two. And you're like, oh. And then now, you, you obviously, they're dealing with the opposite side of that. But I, I just wonder I mean, if they, 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 they could kill to have him right now. They need I, I I know, and I'm not trying to excuse him missing games. I just I wonder if him mentally was like, I'm coming back in January. That's the target date. Now I win in January. I would hope sooner rather than later because you're right. They, this team desperately needs him right now. Listen, man, you've got Josh out there fighting his ass off with an ankle that is ugh, it, it's yeah. still mangled. Justice was mangled. Now he's even more mangled. Jeremy's right. beat up. Ant's beat up. Dane might be the healthiest guy on the team right now. Nurk's yeah. battling the calf, and the Drew's battling the back. Like. They're, they're all beat up. Yep. 
And it, you're right, it doesn't match Gary's M.O. for who he's been and what he's been. Which, again, makes me think it's more of a mental hurdle than anything else. And that's... Do you remember when Nurk came back from his broken leg? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come back, like, late Christmas, like, po- mm-hmm. like late December, and then it was January, then it was February, and then it was March. I think there's a hint of that here. I think there's, there's a, a mental hurdle to get over. The worst case scenario is, is that he is just slow playing it. But like mm-hmm. you said, that doesn't match who he's been. So I can't... Well, but slow playing it to me, though, Danny, is not just physical. It, it is the mental. It's yeah. like, I think I, I'm going to be right in January. Because nobody knows the body better than himself. So no. it's like, I, I just wonder if mentally he took himself to January. And then it was like, yo, Thanksgiving, December. And it was like, oh, uh, no. I just, I, I don't know what else to conclude here. It's, it is an odd situation. It's been oddly reported on. At this point, it's like, let's not be Golden State, so let it be, who do they got? Detroit, Detroit or... Detroit or Yeah. And let here's, it be here, Detroit or whoever. And here's the thing. So like, I, let me say this, like, state this clearly. When we asked Chauncey at practice yesterday, if Gary came to you right now and said, I'm going to play Friday, what would, your, play. what would you say? Yeah, sure, 100%. Yep. That should tell you everything you need to know. The doctors, the coaches, the teammates... The hurdles have been cleared. Yeah. The road markers, like, nobody is holding Gary out or back. That's why I'm not panicking in the sense of, like, this isn't the organization hiding anything as far as his medicals. And I've seen a lot of that. And I just, there's nothing there that suggests that's the case mm-hmm. at all. If you want to be frustrated that he's not out there, fine. Go, go, go think what you want. But it's not the organization hiding that he's actually hurt worse than he is. I have seen that way too much. There's nothing there. Nothing. So that's where we sit. (laughs) I also, you know, I, I, I would conclude too on this, like, you know, the way that they played and, you know, what the roster is and whatnot. Like I, I'm watching some of these games, and OKC losses hurt. They do. There's they they told the same thing to you, but I don't know. I'm kind of watching. It's like they lose, and I'm like, they don't have Gary Payton back. <laughs> they don't have. It's hard for me to really be like over, uh, over emotional for a loss with this situation. Like I'm just like, yo, if they win, cool. If they lose, eh, I mean, look at what's going on right now. I don't know how much we can really expect against a certain class of team, mm-hmm. given everything this they're dealing with on their bench, with injuries, etc. I'll tell you this. They would love to have Gary back because now Jeremy doesn't have to take a primary assignment for every single minute he's on the floor. Yeah, I mean, he's playing high minutes. He, not only is he playing high minutes, he's playing high leverage minutes every damn yeah. minute he's on the floor. Yep. And that kind of plays into what we were talking about as far as like the load that you have to take on when one yeah. guy's not there. And as the organization, when you're talking about trying to evaluate this team, without Gary, you don't know kind of where you're at mm-hmm. as a team. Like, is Gary a piece or, or a, a kind of piece? Like, is is your backcourt of Dame Aunt Gary? Like, does that, does that make sense for the next couple of years? Right. And is that balance, like, enough of what you need there? To Let's say... Anytime Dame's not on the floor, Gary's on the floor. Anytime Ant's not on the floor, Gary's on the floor. Like, he's your guy that kind of plugs and 
papers over those areas to allow those guys to be the offensive engines that they are. And to not well, have... Now, no, yeah. No, I was just saying, like, and right now that's no disrespect it, meant. It's trending or it's Keon, right? It's like that's that's how you're balancing the situation. Yeah. And, I think and we Keon's, know... a, a, Keon's a, a, a heady defender who works hard, who's super yeah. athletic. Mm-hmm. He's 30 pounds lighter than Gary. Yes. Gary's a truck. Gary's a six foot three, six foot four guy who plays like he's six nine, mm-hmm. because of how strong and how physical he is. His ability to do that is like that's what made a guy like him and, and Bruce Brown. That's what made them kind of like specials, like MLE signings. And you see what Brown is kind of meant to the to the uh, Nuggets. Mm-hmm. It's impactful. So that's where we sit on that. Let's talk about a, another guard, a young guard. This is from uh, uh, at Coker underscore Mark. I noticed they did not play sharp in the last game as much as in the past games. And is is his quality time up to uh, time up due to his inconsistent play? Um, To quote one Chauncey Billups, he eats what he kills. (laughs) That was a quote from Chauncey in practice. And remember when we're talking about evaluating Chauncey, one of the things you and I were like, how much is he going to play young guys? Yeah. Remember how much Terry hated young guys. No, every coach in the NBA hates young guys because they don't help you win. That's why. And Chauncey did not mince words in practice the other day when he said, when you're playing young guys, it costs you. How many young guys have we played? He goes, I'm throwing lineups out there with, with Keon and Shaden and Drew and Trent. And he goes, I love those guys and they work hard, but they're young. They're pups. They don't know any better. You know, they, 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 there's so much to see or so much for them still to learn. They just don't know the stuff that you need to know. Yeah. To win in this league. And he's right. And I, I saw some people get frustrated about how Shaden's not getting enough minutes and you've got to concentrate on your development. Blah, blah, blah. He's played more minutes now than Simon's played his entire rookie year. Think about that for a second, Brandon. Not even halfway through the season, Anthony Simon or uh, Shaden Sharp has played more minutes than Anthony Simon did his entire rookie year. As of right now, Shaden is on par to play more minutes than Ant did his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. He's getting run. He's getting opportunity. He's playing on average, I think, eighteen minutes a night. I think I looked this up. So in November, it was 21. And so far in December, it's about 17. But the last four or five, I think it's 15. So yeah. he's dropped. He's dropping like six from where he was in November. Because what uh, was happening in November? Well. He was yeah. performing and the team was winning. Yeah. He's he's going to on the – and here's the thing. He does not need to score 12 a game. I'm on the opposite end. I want to be honest with you right now. I am. I'm playing the villain in this conversation. <laughs> I, you know, my position. I, know. I want this kid to play and play and play. I've seen it. I understand it. You literally can't cite a stat at my argument. That's going to make me go. Oh, I didn't know. Dude, I get it. I'm seeing the no. same thing as you. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I've always been play the rookie quarterback. As soon as he gets in the goddamn field, I want these dudes playing. I understand it. I know what Chauncey's saying, but I'm also looking at this team and I'm like, I don't know if he's single-handedly losing these games for them. He's cost them in some moments. There's no doubt. But a six-minute drop is still a six-minute drop, and I, I'm greedy, and I want I want Shane to be the next. Remember, the, remember what we said coming into the season? 
Get Shaden twelve. Seven. Minutes. We said get oh, him we thought it was minutes, seven, but we said get him twelve minutes a night, and that's a win. I he's, know, and now I'm getting gonna, greedy. I, now I'm thing. getting greedy, and that's the thing, man. He's going to get his minutes. He's going to get his opportunities, and is not about his scoring and or his offense. It is about his defense and being in the right place at the right time, making the right reads. Oh, I, I watched that Denver game that I was at in person Oof. just to like watch that. Um, Danny, I can't tell you how many times I was counting him just losing track of his guy, yeah. like doing one of these and then going. And then like he's drifting back toward and then the guy's open and there you go. Ball balls moving. There you go. Open shot. Like, and here's the thing. I saw it. He has shown growth defensively. And one of the things I highlighted the other day was like, oh, that's OK. That's impressive. A couple weeks ago, he was jumping at shooters all the time. One pump fake, and he's just flying by guys. You know, just like, dog, you got to stay down. I know how athletic mm-hmm. you are and how you can get into back into the play and all that kind of stuff, but you've got to stay down. And then last couple games, all of a sudden, he's been staying down more. Just little things like that. There was, again, speaking of the Denver game, there was a possession. I was talking to somebody in the organization about this where he – Plays uh, heads up on Bones. Bones is one of the quickest guys in the NBA. Like if you're ranking guys with the balls in the guys with the ball in the NBA, how fast they are, how explosive, quick they are. It's De'Aaron Fox, probably Bones Highland. Yeah. And Shaden stays with him for three steps, and I've actually showed you this play before. And then he just stands up, and he just kind of shows him to the rim, and yeah. you're like. Why didn't you do all the work of fighting to stay with him for three steps and forcing him back out and then just bail on the play? And that's the kind of thing where Chauncey's looking at him going, thinking the same thing. Like, why did you do all of that? Just to get to that point. Just to get to that point. And that's just rookie stuff. Like, Right. I think Sharp's probably in that instance thinking, don't get a foul, don't get a foul, don't get a foul. But you've, you've done all the work necessary before that. So keep it under control. And that's the thing is I think Chauncey's just trying to instill in him because right now they have, when they're healthy, they have offense. They do. And I've seen some people say, well, why does Shaden only stand in the corner? Because again, there are roles in the NBA. They are not. I mean, (laughs) a couple years ago, they are not going to give him the ball and say, go get it. This is not Paolo Bancaro and the magic losing games. That's the thing is that, you have to understand what has Jabari Walker said so much. I understand that there's only so many stars in the NBA that mm-hmm. I'm going to be a star in my role. If Shaden's role is to be a floor spacer and a back cutter, that's what he needs to do. He can work on his handle and development, and all that kind of stuff in season and off season. Right. That you sprinkle it in every now and then they give him a DHO every now and then they give him a pick and roll. He had one against Charlotte where the uh, he got in a little DHO action with Drew Eubanks, empty corner, came off the, the screen, gets downhill, Charlotte's defense drops, and he hits that mid-range pull-up, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm like, hmm, that wasn't there in October. You yeah. can see the wheels turning, but you're just, just, just little smatterings, little sprinkles. That's how development works. Connect the dots for him. One step forward, two steps back. That's mm-hmm. rookies. Yep. And it's okay. And But it, he's not... I know I've said a bunch of times that the Blazers are not... It's not that they don't care about wins, but they are not... This is not a championship or bust year for them. But they're trying to balance developing a style, a rhythm, a culture, an identity, with also developing young guys. Because they are... I think they're the fourth youngest team in the league. 
Yes. Some, it's, it's fourth or fifth, depending on how you scheme it up, whatever. But that's what matters. Like, is getting both of those. And yeah. I know your, your answer to this is baby Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I think you're making great points. I got nothing to really argue against what you're saying. I just... Uh... I'm just always going to go down on that ship, and that's okay. Like, look, at the end of the day, this is Chauncey's team. He's coaching this how he wants to, and, you know, if that means Shaden gets less minutes because he thinks it's going to help him win, great. I hope the development is going along with that. But, yeah, I'm I'm with a lot of people on this one, man. I, I, I will I will be on the opposite end. I, I just I want to see him play and get more minutes and get as many minutes as he possibly can, knowing what he's doing out there, right, being that spacer, being that second, third option Whoever's depending on you know out there in the lineup, but I like that they run a place for him occasionally. Clearly, see the defensive uh, holes in the game, but I think some of that comes with honestly, it's not just intelligence. I think part of that for him is going to be how much uh, weight he 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 adds to his body. Uh, I think when you get guys that are like his size, part of the strength that those kind of players can have defensively is just merely they're strong and they're not going to be pushed over. I mean, I know we didn't see it a whole lot, but we saw it before he got hurt. Not. Like mm-hmm. Nas's body was physically to a point where, like, where guys weren't going to truck him. Guys weren't going to get around him as easier. Nas two thirty. Nas is a solid, solid dude. Nas is a brick house, yeah. and I, I'm not saying like he's going to get to that point. I'm just saying like, I think when he adds more weight to his body in their regiment, I think you're going to see some changes. You're going to see more a life full off season. Off a full yeah. off season of NBA workouts, conditioning, dieting. Yeah, Shade looks like the kind of guy. Do you remember when Brandon at his peak? Mm-hmm. I expect him to be built like Brandon, like physically be- physically built, like, built Brandon. like Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty built, pretty cut. Like Brandon never got punked by anybody physically. Like Ron Artest yeah. said back in the day, like that was one of my toughest covers in the entire NBA because of, in part, because of his strength. I mean, I, I know I use the nickname, but in jokingly, and I hope it actually comes true. Like, go look at Kobe's body his first couple years. In the oh league God, he was a rail. I just saw a putback play that he had his. Remember that jersey just, like, hung on him? He was so big. So skinny. (laughs) And, like, you saw the turn, like, when he got to that point where he put on Mm -hmm. the weight and the afro got taller and, you know, and then he shaved his head. Like, his body just changed, and you could see what the difference was for him when he played. When guys figure out, like, remember Ant's transformation? Yes. Ant's a a good example. Ant was a buck 65, buck 70. Now he's 200 pounds. Yeah. Like, I don't think he'll ever get over that. He's tried, but... He can't quite get quite clear. He's gotten heavier than that. I'd rather but it grow this way yeah. than this way. <laughs> but he he's, he has said like when he gets over that, it it like his body doesn't like it. Yeah. Like no, I, I I think that's a real thing though. Look at AD. I've always kind of wondered this. Put up like, too much weight up top. Nobody has ever been able to. You can't say yeah. it, but like everybody knows that like it just looks like his body shouldn't be carrying that weight. And it's all up top. He's got he's got chicken legs. Man, it man's Dude, never done Danny. leg day. Danny, go look at him playing Portland in the playoff series. Oh, he's it's, real thin. It is, but it's yeah. unbelievable. And the ground how much that he covered, better he moved. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he was such a good player. It just and it was so graceful. Yeah, was, but he got a chip. At least he got a chip out of the weight game. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, we do have to circle back for this one real quick from from uh, Shoes and Moops. Uh, he took our advice and he got married and he got his girlfriend pregnant. Should we name the child Danny or Brandon? Uh, how about Brandon, Danny, Brandon, Danny? Last name. Brandon Daniel. <laughs> Brandon Daniel and Daniel Brandon. Hmm. DB or BD? Uh, I think you definitely want to be a douchebag. Yeah, there you go. I'm baby. Be a DB. Um, but there you go. That's uh, life advice from Danny and Brandon. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad you did all three. What a gift. 
I mean, hey, listen, man. Life changes. This is from Mark Hakes at Hakes Mark. Why can't we play Baji or Butler for five minutes? Um, and then there was some talk about their GP2. So, what is one, the status on Baji? I don't know that status. So, both those guys are two ways. They haven't dressed. From This is what I was told. Yeah. Is that they want them fully ingrained in everything the Blazers do before they put them out there. Mm-hmm. Like a, a regimen, because they're both projects. Uh, if you read Hyken's piece um, from the G League showcase, he talked to the Wisconsin Herd coach where Baji came from. He's got tools, but he's very raw. He's incredibly raw to the point yeah. of like, they don't think he's ready to go out there and play yet. Like in the NBA. That's why those guys aren't out there. And this is what I am. You, you call me the water carrier. Because I will carry the organization's water on this. This okay. is what two-way contracts should, should be for. Taking flyers on projects and hmm. seeing what you can get out of them. No? No, I agree with okay. that. Like, I don't think that they should be getting minutes. Like, if you absolutely had to... Like, listen, they two-way may... guys are desperation minutes, though. Like... Yes, I mean, maybe your argument is that they're there now, but I, I, I don't know if they're there yet. They have The Blazers have nine healthy players, 11 with them tomorrow mm-hmm. in, in Golden State. They'll probably dress them both tomorrow. They're not going to play, though. I don't you expect think so. them to play? No, but they haven't dressed regularly. Butler's played in the one he's, or two, right? Yeah, when they were very shorthanded. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can dress more than, than what is it, uh, 13? And they usually dress twelve, just because I don't think they're—I don't even think they want them going through there. Isn't really great yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and it's just like I've watched those guys in workouts. There's some stuff there, like if it comes together in two years, that you can see. Like mm-hmm. Baji, I think his wingspan is like seven eight. Oh, I mean, he looks like a dude I want to see on the court at some point because of the way he looks. Like he's incredibly long he's every bit of seven foot seven one like he's huge yeah and he moves very well for a guy that big like when i watch him because i get in there about four or fifteen or so and that's when those guys Nas and and a couple of the other young guys they go through their workouts at like 4 30 like basically the older you are and the more veteran you are the later your warm-up is the closer yeah. the game time I watch those guys regularly. I just sit there and just kind of watch to see where they're at. Like, what does this look like? How, like, what are they working on? And he does some stuff, man, that you're just like, man, that's a big dude who moves really well, but that's it. Like that's, you know, there's still so much more to work on. So I, I wouldn't expect them to play, but I could see them dressing for golden state. And as long as they're pretty shorthanded because, uh, Keon and Greg aren't going to play likely on Friday because they're both sick. Yeah, non-COVID and Keon's been non-COVID. Out of practice. Keon's been out of practice the last two days, which leads me to believe he's probably got like that RSV bug that's going. Oh, around. dude, the, the the flu, the cold, and the RSV are effing insane yeah, right now. Uh, Justice got hit by that. The when, when he was out, when he was sick, that's what he well, had, and it was nasty. My, my dad got it like twelve days ago, and he still. I called him today. He still sounds like he's really sick. He says Fine, he's feeling it? better. Yeah, well, it's just his. He's got a raspy voice because he had such a cough. And I mean, I'm just now getting over like the last legs of long COVID. Like I've gone through this entire show now, I think without coughing. Yeah. I haven't, which, you haven't coughed one time, which is a lot better than it was two, three weeks ago. That's um, for sure. 
At one point, man, you were like, hey, coming up next. Oh, God. When I was doing those solo shows, it was brutal. 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 Um, apparently like long... Mo from The Simpsons. Yeah, it, I, I legitimately did. Um, but, like, it's just stuff that's kind of going around right now. Um, trying to make sure there's no other questions in there. I think we can kind of get... Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it. A lot I know of we hit stuff, on the biggest things. Yeah, a lot of the other stuff is, is trade targets. So, um, again, I'm not dismissing you guys. I'm going to take all these kind of things that you guys have, and we'll revisit them in January, or January like, I, 15th or 20th. I think you've done, you got a pretty good – I think we and I think you got a pretty good track record. Like, if, if we got trade stuff to talk about – Listen, the second I hear – We're not going to hide it. No. Like, there's no reason to hide if, it. If I get something actionable, I will I will talk about it in a sense of, like, here's what's out there. Right. Um, but it just hasn't been there yet. So we'll, we'll see there. Uh, one thing also to look forward to, not necessarily look forward to as far as a date that's coming up. January 6th is the date that Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant day. is available. In uh, talking to le- people around the league, I don't expect anything to happen immediately. Oh, okay. Jeremy's in a very good position right now where he can wait things out. If, if, if anybody's having a contract year right now, it is Jeremy Grant. It's definitely Jeremy Grant. My he, God. He's he's in a good spot. There's no reason for him to rush. So um, his agent will, will handle business, but I don't expect to see anything out of that, out of that immediately. Um, we could, but from discussions around the league, I don't think we're going to get like an announcement January 6th or January 7th or anything along those lines. So... That's Four years, a, 112. Let's go. Come on. It'll Sign be it. it'll be interesting to see where it ends up. So um, <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. We've been a little bit longer than usual just because uh, we had Dame stuff, and it's been a while since we've done anything with the show. We'll be back to at least two a week, probably three a week. Uh, we will have the uh, watch party tomorrow uh, against the Warriors, and yeah. uh, there's a good chance we have a guest joining us. Mr. Oh. Mr. Samus Fandiari of Light. Oh, he's gonna hop on. Yeah, we might do a. We were trying to figure out how to do a joint one, but I think Sam Dude. might just join us tomorrow. A three-way, I love it. Yeah, well, we uh, we might bring the uh, the Warriors crew in there. Should be nice in the chat. Uh, the Light Years Pods guys. Oh man, it, it'll be a fun discussion. Just kind of see how things are. And Nibbles asking how are the pups. I, I mentioned that they had to go to to the vet uh, puppy hospital. They were only in there for the night. Uh, they are back home, thankfully. So. Uh, nice little thousand dollar bill for Christmas for me. <laughs> hey, I just got a three hundred dollar dog bill. So happy, ha- who, hallelujah! Who doesn't love massive dog bills at the end of the year? Good times. <laughs> um, but we'll be there for the post game show, or for the post game show for the, for the uh, live show, and then we'll probably do a post game wrap just because it's been so long in between yeah. games. Uh, and then we'll do a mailbag again on Sunday, and then we'll be back on Monday with the uh, not a watch party, but. Uh, I thought about doing a, a uh, after dark on Monday, but I got home at midnight, so that's why we didn't do that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. There's no a non-starter, especially after almost dying hydroplaning <laughs> 27 times. It was ridiculous. Um, you can find us on social media at Danny Brink, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's email the show Jack, at uh, Jack at gmail dot com. You can find us. Uh, well, I'd say you can't find Brandon uh, this all this week. I will be live tomorrow. Yes. Uh, from noon to three with uh, my co-host Dusty Hera. Uh, and then we will be off on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be no no ten eightying on Monday as a holiday, which is also perfect. So we'll do pro- we'll probably do a post game show that night. Um, other than that, everybody have an awesome night. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate the questions. I know it's frustrating with Gary. Hopefully, we get some closure on that stuff here pretty soon. Uh, and then as far as trade stuff goes, like I said, we will dive into it. Uh, I will 
I will do what I normally do and put together a video and breakdowns of who, what, when, where, why, why something works, why something doesn't, money, fit, personnel, cost, all those kind of things. So uh, I am building all those things out, out right now uh, to kind of have the frameworks. And then it's just kind of in certain contracts and players. So uh, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. We will catch you guys tomorrow for the watch party. It is open to everybody, uh, and we will catch you guys then. Uh, take care. Talk Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.